0: Okay, you ready? Uh, Welcome, wonderful listeners, to another episode of The Best Advice You Ever Got. We're glad you're here with us and that you sent us your gossip and asked us for advice. I'm Elio Beale, I use they, them pronouns, and I'm here with my most delightful co-host, Sam Swan, who uses he, him. Hi, Sam. Hi. Just a little reminder that while we're here to give advice, we don't know your situation. We don't know the full story or all of the details. So take what we say with a grain of salt. Take what serves you from what we say and leave the rest.
1: Also, I mean, we absolutely don't know your situations considering this recurring saga that we've been hearing about recently.
0: We actually have an update on the recurring saga. So that is fantastic. It's a fantastic update. Really really makes clear how the first question (laughs) was not really what was the key information in this situation
1: we invested (laughs) such a lot
0: of time in (laughs) in trying to figure out this thing and it was nothing like what we thought it was no there's like so many layers to what is happening here anyway we'll get into that in a second (laughs) First, we have a couple other updates so one was someone who sent us some feedback. They listened to the first episode where we talked about that question of someone who's queer and they're in a queer relationship or they're, they've, they've decided that they're queer or figured out they're queer and they're in a relationship and they're trying to figure out whether they should stay with their partner or they should leave. <clears throat> and someone said they listened to this and they felt that we were too nice and that what this person needs to do is just fuck off and get out of that situation.
1: Wow, that's strong.
0: Yeah, they he, the person who was telling me this felt very may have had a few drinks, <laughs> may have had a few drinks, but was very very firm that they like loved us. We are fantastic, but we were too nice, and we should have just said "fuck off, get out."
1: Whoa, cool! <laughs> I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like that. But um, thanks very much. <laughs>
0: um, and the other update was from the tampon story person. She listened and she had some minor corrections. She said she wanted us to know that the person, the guy she was with had not been the one who had to take the tampon out. She'd done it on her own. Oh. But also that it had been in for five days. (laughs) 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 So she just really wanted to clarify the extent of time. She said it was a few (laughs) days. Clarify, make clear just the, like, the dire extent of what was happening. Oh, Gross. Um, and someone sent us a story that they felt really related to the situation we were talking about. I think it was because we talked about someone shitting and being in a difficult Mm. situation. So she said, when me and my partner first met, he was living in another city to me and we were sexting for a few weeks and then we made a plan to meet and I flew out to where he lived for a few days to visit. I was super nervous because we didn't know each other at all. And often guys I like turn out to be kind of snobs or dickheads. Anyway, I got there and everything was really nice, but I was still quite nervous and didn't poo the first day I was there. I didn't think too much of it, but on the second day I still didn't poo. On the third day when there was still not movement, I started to get a bit concerned and told my partner the situation, half of kind of half expecting him to laugh at me and be a dick about it, which he wasn't. He didn't laugh once, even though I was so he didn't laugh once even though I was laughing. He was just like, "That sounds uncomfortable. What would you like to do?" So we went to a supermarket and I bought heaps of stuff to help things along, like dried fruit and juice and all this stuff. Nothing worked. And on the fourth day, I was really worried and starting to be in actually quite a lot of pain. It was a Sunday, so all of the pharmacies were closed. So we had to walk all around town to get this emergency 24-hour pharmacy in the hospital so I could buy laxatives and enemas. The woman who worked there was really friendly and was like, oh, you're British, you must be excited about the royal wedding. So I guess that's when it was. And then Uh, looked down at all of the stuff that I bought and was like, oh, but I see you have other plans for your day. (laughs) (laughs) Then we went home and the laxatives and enemas still did not work. I was starting to panic and I messaged a friend to tell her the situation. And she was like, look, a digit up the butt could really help to shift things. Mm. So I lay on the bed and my partner put a finger up my butt in an extremely clinical and non-sexual way and did not laugh or make fun. Anyway, in the early hours of the fifth day, I finally pooped. (laughs) And they say, this story is just to reinforce the point you made on the last show, that weird body stuff can happen when you're intimate with people and we actually don't have full control over what our bodies do. And really, if someone's going to make you feel bad about that, then that's on them and not you.
1: Totally. I mean, I I would have liked a little bit of fun around it though as well, (laughs) but maybe, maybe she just was not in the mood for it at all. Like, She's a bit worried.
0: She said she was laughing the whole time. I was like, That's the most romantic story I've ever heard. Yeah, And she said, I was like, I'm not sure I would have been able to not laugh. And she was like, yeah, like I was laughing the whole time, but he didn't laugh at all. And I kept saying to him, like, if you don't, if you want to laugh, it's okay. It's really funny. And he was like, no, no, I don't want you to be in pain.
1: Oh, he does sound nice. He does sound nice. It does sound a, a bit earnest to me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like like you can laugh at this, this situation the situation because yeah. the situation is like, it's obviously horrible.
0: <laughs> but I guess if you've just met someone for five years. Oh days, yeah, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: Because like if it's your partner, you've been with for a few years, but if it's someone who's new and you're just like, oh, you're the most precious thing I've ever yeah, encountered yeah. <laughs> and you're in pain and they must help you.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. That's nice. Yeah.
0: I told another friend this story and she said there is absolutely no circumstances in which she would put the finger up the butt.
1: Why couldn't she put a finger up the butt herself? Was it just like to get like far enough in?
0: Yeah. Maybe to get far enough in to like stimulate Ah. the necessary area.
1: Yeah. Wow. God, I really hope we have a poo story in every single (laughs) episode now. Right. Now we've got the poo section.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to section of poo. (laughs) I just think that's really romantic and I I could never ever be the person who received the digit in that circumstance. I would be like, I just need to deal with this myself. Yeah. But I would be totally comfortable doing that for another person. I think same. Yeah. I keep wanting to
1: get a butt wax and oh, I just, really? yeah. And I feel like I could help someone else <laughs> <laughs> like get a butt wax, but I just don't I, I want. I think I want a stranger to do it all myself.
0: I my housemate gets her butt wax, and she says it's amazing that it just oh. feels so smooth and silky afterwards. She loves it.
1: I, I've had um, I've had like a chest chest wax before, mm-hmm. um, and oh my god, showering after that is <laughs> amazing. Like feeling this smooth skin all over me. I think it's like you, the grass is always greener type thing. I'm quite a hairy person, so then like being hairless and just being like. Why why would anyone ever have hair? This is
0: amazing. Really?
1: Oh my god. I, <laughs> I love
0: that. maybe it's because amazing. I love hair on other people's bodies. Mm. Like I think it's incredible. Like You're not that you're not is, massively hairy, are you? No, I'm not a very hairy person. I have a friend who she like we'll go once a year. It's like her yearly special treat, and get her cooch waxed. And she's like, "It's my dolphin day." Course, she's like, "I've got these silk knickers, and I put them on, and I just move around like dolphining and wiggling, oh, and like how good it feels."
1: It sounds so luxurious.
0: It does. It when she yeah, it, I wanna that... one day. I would love to just be
1: completely hairless. <laughs> 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 it would. It would... <laughs> like eyebrows as well.
0: Eyebrows gone, beard yeah. gone, hair gone. Just... It, would,
1: it would last like about three hours, but oh my god, it In would that... be
0: so creepy to look at. For <laughs> I
1: would. I'd love to be naked and like get on a really, really well lubricated slide. Oh, <laughs> I
0: can see you just this hairless, naked giant baby <laughs> yeah. sliding
1: down a slide of like jelly. <laughs> uh, um. So with that
0: terrifying (laughs) image, okay, we have an update from what has become my favorite question asker. Mm. This is the person who, two episodes ago, wanted to know if you always have to tell the truth because they'd slept with the housemate of someone who used to be interested in them, and they were trying to rebuild a friendship with this person who they'd had the thing with in the past, and they thought maybe sleeping with this person's friend this mutual friend would be difficult then it turned out the mutual friend was a housemate to the person they'd been involved in and that complicated things and now they have another update because last time we asked like you know I asked what what about this person the mutual friend like they'd said that with the mutual friend they weren't going to pursue it it was a one-off sleeping together thing and I wanted to know why and like is it because The mutual friend is the housemate, and that's kind of put a block on being able to pursue that, you know, clearly mutual interest any further. So the question asker has come back to let us know. And they've said, Elio and Sam, I'm the question asker that asked the question with the response, this man is not your friend. So I realize I keep missing out parts of the story. Sorry. (laughs) And I'm here to respond to your question, Elio. You asked why this can't happen with the housemate who I slept with. I... (laughs) i think the primary reason for this is that he has a girlfriend and they are monogamous
1: oh it's just layer on layer like (laughs) come do you think it's like six people who are all writing in different things like there is no person
0: like i when i read this i wanted i want to know question asker i say this is the greatest affection I don't know if you're like real and this is your life or you're someone with like a fantastic imagination. who's doing us the generous service of like adding layers to this story every week, whether this is like a creative writing project or this is real. I I thank you.
1: Yeah. I think it's a collection of people in a writer's room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they go on when they were together, they were together when we first slept together and still are. So the first time we were slept together, they were opening it opening it out, or at least having a conversation that removed the boundary a little bit for him. Or at least <laughs> removed some of the guilt, despite him definitely not telling her. And then the sex carried on despite them closing the relationship after a very short time. So it is both because of his girlfriend who wants a close the relationship and because of our mutual friend that he lives with. And also for me, I'm very sexually attracted to him, but there are aspects of his personality that mean I'm not interested in there being a romantic relationship. You mean him being a fucking shitbag?
1: Yeah, no shit. No shit.
0: (laughs) All I know about this guy tells me, yeah, you're really making a really good choice there.
1: Yeah, he's a sexy (laughs) shitbag. Get away from him.
0: (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. We've all loved a sexy shitbag and gotten ourselves into hot water dealing with a sexy shitbag, but in this case yeah i think you're making the right choice yeah um i've also never really imagined it being any more than in this than this like we knew from the beginning that it wouldn't ever be able to happen yeah because <laughs> <little girl's girlfriend. laughs> <laughs> yeah i realized it was fucked up i missed the part about them living together and now see that this was important info to miss out mm-hmm. i hope this gives you a little satisfaction Question asker, it gives, this oh. update gives me an enormous amount of satisfaction. Yeah, I do want to make really clear, though, that despite me and Sam laughing, like, no judgment on you. You're hot for a guy who's an absolute fucking mess and who's, like, you know, you went for it. He probably told you that there was opening out and then you had sex with him and then it was, you know, murky. It sounds like he's just, like, not communicating well and being a dickhead. And kind of to go back to... <laughs> The original mm. question of like do you always have to tell the truth um if this the sexy shitbag bag asked that question my answer would be a very firm yes he should tell his girlfriend what he's up to and he should not have lied or you know presented things to you in a way that made you make choices that maybe you now feel a little bit uncomfortable about or maybe you don't maybe you feel totally fine about this so no like heavy judgments <laughs> Mm. but yeah you should like get you just need to get away from this man
1: yeah this man is not your friend he's a a different man
0: there's (laughs) There's a lot of men and none of them are your friend
1: yeah this sexy shitbag is not your friend (laughs) (laughs) oh that's annoying um Um, yeah solidarity because that's that's really annoying
0: yeah, you just, there's so much going on here. Mm. And I'm really sorry that you've had to be in this soapy, stressful situation. Well, or...
1: I, I bet it's a bit exciting as well. Yeah. And um, that's annoying as well, because you're like, it's exciting, but it's not really good for you. No. <laughs> it's like junk food.
0: Yeah. God, I remember being in a way where things that were exciting were the thing that I wanted mm. at the expense of like something kind of meaningful or fulfilling. Mm. So I deeply sympathize. But I hope you're enjoying yourself question asker. But don't don't get too caught up in this situation.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of other sexy shit bags out there.
0: Yeah. Who <laughs> will, you know, treat you well or will be sexy shit bags in really specific circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Also if you're the girlfriend of the sexy shit bag, break <laughs> up with him. Yeah. don't indulge this, are we opening, are we closing, oh, he wants it to be open, oh, I feel bad that I want it to be closed, all this stuff, break up with this man.
1: Mm. Yep. Oh, please, please say there's more updates, though. Please write in again. Please tell us that there's (laughs) something else going. Like, you've been, like, you've also had an affair with the girlfriend as well, or something like that.
0: Oh, please. Actually, you know what you should do? Just get together with the girlfriend. Get rid of the sexy (laughs) Get rid of the man who's not your friend, and just, like, don't go to that house. Don't go over to that house anymore. <laughs> just you and the girlfriend get together. <laughs> yeah. If, question you, If there's any updates you want to do, please just keep telling us. We're loving this story. Yeah. We're completely fascinated by your life.
1: Um, and, and also yeah, solidarity, solidarity. And so, like, sorry solidarity for the <laughs> f- sorry for the stress.
0: Great. <laughs> so much affection to you. I'm sorry you're having to pick up after all these men and their like emotional problems. You deserve a lot better. Would you like to talk? Answer some questions.
1: I- I'd love that.
0: Me too. Um, okay, our first question is a short one. It's, do you watch Married at First Sight? If so, what do you think of it? Would you ever partake? What would you advise me to do if I told you I was thinking of going on it? Do you know what Married at First Sight is?
1: Yeah, I do. Annoyingly, um, haven't watched it though, but I think it's exactly the sort of uh, trash that I would love.
0: <laughs> it is like incredible television.
1: Mm, I bet.
0: I What I would want to know is... Which merit at First Sight? Because I've watched the Australian one, the American one and the English one, and they're all quite different. And if someone asked me, should I go on the American Merit at First Sight? I'd be like, yeah, like, sure. But if they asked me if I should go on the Australian one, I'd be like, you absolutely should not do that. that that's, think about it.
1: that's been reported to me as the most dramatic.
0: It's so dramatic. And yeah. you can really see a lot of producer manipulation of people oh. and people being like, like, you know, I think on the American one, they match people up with the intention of actually having like healthy, meaningful relationships. And they get given a lot of support by like what are called the experts who do like counseling with them. And like, if there's really bad behavior happening, they'll intervene and they'll like have a talk to the person. And like they, there was one situation with a couple where the guy was kind of being a bit shady and the woman was really, they're always straight couples, but the woman was like um, really struggling and they sat with her and were like, what's happening for you? Like, it's totally reasonable you're feeling this way. And like, you don't deserve to be treated like this and they sat with him and were like look the way that you're behaving is not great and they do like these kind of counseling sessions with them and really help them to try and like work through their issues and figure out what's going on the australian one they're just like trying to make them suffer so oh, that Jesus. there's entertaining television
1: oh yeah um <clears throat> I, I i love a, a a nice um a nice match have you ever watched first dates
0: mm, i've watched it like occasionally but oh, it's just, it's supposedly. just,
1: it's quite wholesome and chilled out yeah. <clears throat> in comparison to what that sounds like. Um, well, I, actually, sorry,
0: go ahead. No, Please you go, go ahead. No, you go on.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed because I got a similar sort of, um, you know, uh, I don't know, enjoyment of, I don't know, all of that sort of shit that I got from Love Island before. Yeah. But then I just felt really uncomfortable about watching, um, Love Island after, like, all of the deaths
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it was just like um it was after muggy mike
0: yeah um
1: because
0: yeah, it was the like, one year anniversary of caroline, caroline flack dying the yeah. other day as
1: well yeah oh my god yeah exactly and i i was just like i don't i've no idea what's going on whether it's a symptom of the show or whether it's the sort like what what the hell like why is this happening or anything yeah. but i just felt really weird about watching it afterwards which is a shame because I used to bloody love it so much, but I kind of got this, a similar sort of feeling from first
0: dates. Well, I love shows that are about love and mm. like people getting together. Like I find it really, I did. They're just my favorite oh, kind of show, same. like reality show. And in the most recent, like the one, the Married at First Sight Australia season that's on channel four at the moment, I was, there was a character or a woman who was on it who was like the bad guy. And like, there was all sorts of drama and stuff with her. And I, was looking at her social media and she gets like death threats. Like she gets people who watch oh her and like God. say like what she like post pictures of it and stuff and says really nasty stuff. So, I mean, I think the question of, would you go on married at first sight? Like would be like, okay, let's talk about safety. Like are you someone who has stuff in your life that you don't necessarily want to be public that might become public because you become a public figure? Do you have the support networks so of people to run your social media and to do all that kind of like media management work to like kind of protect you and keep you safe are you ready for the fact that like people are going to be horrible to you because that's apparently what people do and like anyone who was saying they wanted to go on reality television I would do all of those kind Mm. of questions first and particularly like Married at First Sight like with um Love Island like they all kind of can become influencers afterwards so there's the payoff of like I'll get all this abuse but I'll make you know hundreds of thousands of pounds whereas Married at First Sight kind of doesn't have that shift as much. And so you won't get that kind of economic or financial benefit from it. So those would be kind of the things I was talking about, but what's really cool about married at first sight, and you see it even happen on the Australian one. I'm really, I'm really into the show (laughs) Happen on the Australian one is you see people work through their issues um, in a way that's like, they've been matched with a person who will help them work through the stuff that is really significant for them in their relationship. And you see people work, realize they have trust issues and kind of be guided in working through it in this way of like, I've committed to the, this thing. It's not like I've started dating someone. I have some trust issues or they're coming up. I don't know what's going on. It's like, you've both committed to stay in this situation for two months or however many weeks. Mm. And so if you take that commitment at face value and be like, okay, this stuff comes up and I'm going to work through it right now. So it's kind of like a two month relationship boot camp. And I think you see people like really grow from it and really benefit from it in some ways. And you see them, take on lessons and realize their behavior in this contained way that's like witnessed and they have to explain themselves to like experts and to other couples in this particular way. And so I kind of really see the appeal of it for someone who would want to go on it, that it's like, here's a place that I could go where I would be held in working through my relationship stuff or the things that are blocks that stop me from having these relationships. And maybe I would find the person who was like, for me, but maybe I wouldn't, but I would grow through the experience and come out of it with, like, a better idea of what I want and who I want to be and, like, what my issues are and stuff. So I get the appeal from that sense, but I think that you don't have to go on a television show that will exploit you in order yeah. to achieve I mean, that.
1: that sounds like a kind of therapy thing yeah. rather than... I
0: think it's therapy and There's a lot of risk, risk. attached. <laughs> like I think it's therapy and also finding a relationship like if that's the thing you want like assuming that is because otherwise why would you consider this show if that's the thing you want finding a relationship or finding a person to be with who can can give you that sense of security and who you can offer the sense of security to that it's safe to be together and to work through your issues
1: I uh, yeah it sounds like I wouldn't advise it I think <laughs> <laughs> the only way that I w- wouldn't mind going on something like that was if it felt casual and fun
0: and like mm. very, very
1: low commitment, if you know what I mean? Really? Yeah.
0: I would only go on it if it was like proper commitment. Because if it's just casual and fun, you could do that anywhere. What's the point of putting yourself through this whole process?
1: Like if I, uh, I went on that
0: show of like, I'm doing this, I'm getting married to a stranger who like some experts have picked for me and I'm going to use this opportunity to work through some stuff and really try it. And the other person was like, eh, let's just see how we go. I would be. Oh, like, no. I, I
1: mean, I, I mean a, a casual show, not like. Uh, oh so like like first dates where you're on for one episode yeah there's no chance of really I don't know people aren't necessarily I've never looked any I'm the sort of person who looks people up (laughs) after this sort of thing and I haven't really looked anyone up apart from oh what's his name the bartender guy because I just think he's just oh he's got just got such a great energy (laughs) and um, (laughs) um and apart from him I haven't looked anyone up to see how they're doing or anything it's like very episodic I care yeah. about them for that episode and then I never care again until it says these people have now been together for two years and they met on no. first dates and I go, Oh, yeah, <laughs> but apart from that, I think no, I, I think there is so much risk attached unless that's something that you really, really desperately want in your life. Yeah. Um, and if, if that is something that you want in your life, um, I think you need to be really careful with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't advise it.
0: Yeah, I would generally say don't go on reality television. But and also if the thing is that you want to go on it, why is that? You know, like figure out yeah. to give honest advice, like figure out why it is that you want to be on that show and think of other ways you could maybe achieve that that don't involve going on the show. Yeah. Okay, do you want to do question 2? Right.
1: Yeah. Um, We're getting
0: through these quick pace. This one's a very, very long, detailed one. They've said (laughs) um, that they have a question they'd like us to discuss, but it requires quite a lot of context. Um, That means this is pretty long, but I thought more context better than less. And you can always only read the bits you you think are important or summarize if you want.
1: More of of a story than
0: a question. Yeah, more of a story than a question. (laughs) There's a question, um, but they say lots of thank yous in advance if you do discuss it. And it is quite long, but I think I'm going to do the whole thing because the details do... I mean, it's a lot of detail and I know I've been this person where I'm trying to tell a friend about a situation and I'm giving them like details that don't really matter or aren't significant, but I'm so caught in it (laughs) that all of those details are like totally essential. So I'm going to like honor this person being in that place and do all the details. Okay. Um, Also, we love story time. We love story time. Especially when it's
1: some kind of gossip kind of thing. Come on.
0: Oh, gossip about love is, like, the best way <laughs> of gossip. Um, okay. Two years ago, I met this girl. I fancied her loads. We were away from home and we met for a month, and we dated during this time. I fancied her so much. It felt reciprocated and good. I fancied her a kind of stupid amount, considering the time we'd known each other. During this month, I knew there was something going on for her relationship-wise back home, but we didn't really talk too much about that, as I felt the dynamic was just enjoying what we had whilst we were away. Anyway, we got home, our homes are near each other, and there was a long-term partner she had that it had been rocky with, they'd been on a break sort of thing, and then we got back, and then when we got back, they got back together. I was pretty heartbroken, but carried on with my life. However, it did always feel unresolved, and the crash ran, like, very deep, so seeing them around would make me feel sweaty, nervous, anxious. We stayed loosely in contact from afar. The next time we probably met up as mates, a few months later, they told me they'd broken up with their partner. This felt exciting for me but I was also scared by the amount that I liked them and how vulnerable that made me. Next time I see her, we're on a night out and she asks if she can kiss me. I'm excited by this but reject her at first because of what happened last time and knowing that this could what this would open up for me, but by the end of the night we're kissing. We then go back out on a date and it's great. We don't have sex because of circumstances meaning we couldn't go back to each other's houses or something. They had seemed really into it and instigated the whole thing, so I was surprised when she went cold on me. She wasn't communicating very well. I let her know that I'd rather be her friend and be able to be in each other's lives than it be romantic and that blocking us. She asked to meet, we did. I said the thing about maybe we should just be friends again and she seemed a bit messy and confused saying her actions were because she was still feeling really heartbroken from her breakup and that was meant she was finding it tough to engage romantically but was still really into me, etc, etc. So she instigated a kiss at the end of this date and then a few days later she texted me and said she didn't want this romantically at the moment. I asked her for space for quite, I asked her for space quite bluntly. I felt rejected for the second time, thought her communication was bad and felt quite messed around. She gave me that space for a few months. I re-engaged with her when I felt ready. Since that time, we've been growing a friendship. That friendship is a really good thing and we both really enjoy each other's company and hang out a lot. However, I'm realizing I'm still completely into her and fancy her loads. Would it be mad to let her know this considering the fact we're only now, after lots of ups and downs, establishing a solid relationship? The way she is with me makes it seem like she might still be into me, but I reckon it would be very hard if this is true for her to tell me uh, this after messing me around before and ask me asking for space and feeling upset with her. Do I risk telling her how I'm feeling? We've now established a bit of a group of friends, which is really good, but means there's more to mess up. If you think I should tell her, how should I do that? Or should I just be happy with the way things are and accept she's rejected me twice before, so that makes it pretty clear how she feels, and to say something again would be a bit weird help i'm just gonna check this person's pronouns this person is she. unsurprising this is like deep lesbian drama <laughs> i love uh, this story I,
1: me too me too um, i love
0: all the details there's even more details i wish i knew but like i love yeah. this
1: story please give us more detail like we can carry on with it basically this will just be a podcast of like <laughs> further details
0: <of> things <laughs> we that we previously never, talked about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, Um, Okay,
0: so there's there's a few questions in here, like, would it be mad to let her know that you still fancy her? No, that wouldn't be mad, but there's definitely things to consider about it. Do you risk telling her how you're feeling? It's definitely a risk, but, like, I guess it's about weighing that risk. Like, should I just be happy with the way things are and accept that she's rejected me twice before? I mean, I get that you feel this sense of rejection, and I can totally understand why, but... I think focusing too much on that feeling of rejection might like get in the way of like you either being able to get over this or you being able to like make something out of this because the first time she rejected you was she was in another relationship that was kind of like taking up a lot of space she met you was really into you but there just wasn't space in the landscape of her like romantic life for you so it's not really rejecting you it was just like she clearly was like messy and didn't communicate well but she wasn't really rejecting you because you kind of like you talk about it as though like when we're on holiday we thought it was just going to be for while we're on holiday and then you come back like it's not really a rejection it's that it's something that you kind of knew was going to happen and it's not really about you or whether or not she likes you the second time was again she just didn't have the space emotionally to be able to be available to what you wanted and like in some ways is like a sign of respect for you that she didn't just like string you along for ages, I mean, she tried to string you along, but she didn't string you along for ages, like, she respected when you said you need space, like, she clearly respects, cares about, appreciates you, has at least historically fancied you, like, I don't know, it's not like you've asked her out, and she's been like, no, I don't want to be with you, it's been like, I'm into you, but I mean, I've got this other stuff taking up space for me, so I think saying that she's rejected you twice is not, doesn't seem accurate to me to describe the situation.
1: Mm. I've got so much love for this person. Yeah. Because like it's so nice I th- I think that they're like taking into consideration all of this different like context and all of yeah. these different aspects and all of that sort of stuff. But like if I was her mate I feel like I would definitely go obviously you've got to go for it. Like you're a lovely person for thinking about <laughs> this. Obviously go for it. I think <laughs> but I realized that that's also kind of my stock response. So <laughs> yeah, just go for it.
0: Just go for
1: it. I think just go for it. But, but, um, I, I think you can also bring this up with her. Mm. Like you can say, I, I am a bit hesitant about this. Like I really fancy you, but I I'm hesitant about this stuff. Um, maybe the rejection. I, I'm trying to, th- trying to think about how I feel about the rejection stuff. Hmm. Only because, yeah, I, I, I can be very bad with rejection or feeling a bit like if I've if I've um, uh, put out the sort of grapevine if it's not instantly, kind mm-hmm. of uh, taken on or whatever then I'm like okay see ya, um, and, really? yeah, um, and I think. So, I, I really, really understand that if you're feeling rejected. Yeah. Um, and if it's felt a bit consistent or whatever. Um, but she also did try to kiss you and you rejected her.
0: Yeah. And then she so, like, later that night. Oh, so
1: yeah. Cool. So, like, it's, <laughs> so it's kind of like th- those things are messy. And what you're seeing as a rejection, like maybe she is as well. Maybe she's seen some of that. And if she's. Yeah. So, like
0: you saying. I don't want to talk for a few months. She might've seen as like, Oh, you've rejected me because I'm too much of a mess.
1: Yeah. So like, and if you don't have any idea, then it just means that you're both probably just spiraling a bit (laughs) (laughs) in in like thinking all of this stuff that like, not neither of you, neither of you have a clue what each other is thinking really with it. And if anything, if you brought it up, best case scenario is she's like, yeah, sorry. It was really complicated and kind of fucked up because, you know i was seeing this person before and like that obviously is really difficult and that's something that you could obviously understand and Mm. so like they're they're not that like she's not that much of a mess (laughs) but like her life was a bit complicated and so i I don't know i feel like all of that is really understandable and and your situation is really really understandable as well so you're you're as two parties in this um this little uh, romantic drama. Like <laughs> it, you're both, yeah. neither of you are crazy. It's really, no. it's, it's, you both sound lovely. And I, I hope, yeah. it, I hope that. It if sounds it, like two
0: people who like, like each other and are just like, it's just not quite, it hasn't quite clicked into place.
1: Yeah, exactly. And maybe, maybe asking as well. Cause if, if she is feeling like she's been a bit of a mess,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: understandably so, then like asking, do you need some space for a bit and like rather than doing that for her because you don't want to be patronizing in that you don't want to be like i'm going to give her space so that she can sort herself out um asking her if she needs some space which she has kind of hinted at i think a little bit
0: well no i don't think she has because what they've said is they're establishing a solid friendship and then the way she is with me makes it seems like she might still be into me which means that she probably totally isn't into you. Mm. Um, but I reckon it would be very hard for her if this is true for her to tell me this after messing me around before and me asking for space and feeling upset with her. So that mm. she's acknowledging that this person, like, would probably struggle to say if they were interested and so, like, it's kind of on our question asker to be able to, like, to, to be the one to have to initiate. But also, like, mm. I think I remember someone kind of giving maybe not advice but just talking to someone once and this idea of like the problems you have in a relationship or the way to kind of approach a relationship that's healthy is not that you're in competition with each other and you're trying to win but that when you have something that comes up an argument isn't an opportunity for someone to win an argument is an opportunity for you to work together to solve a problem
1: (laughs) oh god it's so beautiful I, I remember you posted that on uh, Instagram at a time where I needed to hear that as well. <laughs> that was so nice.
0: And I try like really hard to remember that and like think about like if I think about who I want to be with or the relationships I want to be in, I want to be with people who can think about it like that as well. Mm. And I think this question asker, you're kind of like caught in this feeling that you have this problem, you don't know what to do, da 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 da, and then you have to kind of come to her with a bit of a solution or like tell her how you feel rather than like, this is a situation you've both experienced. This Mm. is a shared problem that you have that you're just currently not talking about. And so regardless of if what the outcome might be, like, I think it's good. Like, even if you had no feelings for her whatsoever, I think it would be good to say to her, like, Hey, like, I'm really enjoying that we're friends again. I'm really enjoying the friendship group that we have, but like, you know, we've had this past and like, let's just check in about how, we feel about what hap- happened a couple months ago. Like, where mm. are you at with it? Where am I at with it? And maybe that you can say, you know, like I still have some residual feelings and I still fancy loads, but also like, I really like our group of friends. And so if that's still something that you're not in a space for, like that's totally fine. I'm just like letting you know, like I was in a situation, mm. maybe I even said this advice, but I was in a situation last year where I like had a bit of a crush on someone and they'd been like, a little bit of a moment where it felt like, oh, maybe this could be something a bit cute and this is fun. And then circumstances happened where it's like, okay, now is not the mo- this is not going to work right now. Like this is not going to happen. And I remember saying to a friend, like, oh, I just feel a bit disappointed because it was just felt like it could be like a nice cute thing for a little while. And now it's like out- off the table for reasons that are out of my hands. And she was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like things can happen in the future. Do you know what I mean? And like, maybe they won't, but by then you'll be over it. Or, like, just because it can't happen right now doesn't mean it doesn't happen in the future. And I feel like this question asker is a little bit in that kind of situation. Mm. Like, you fancy her loads, you're probably not going to stop fancying her in any moment soon because she's, Mm. like, a massive babe. (laughs) But, like, you can be fine with that and be like, hey, I still fancy you. Is this, like, are you, do you want this to be a thing now? Like, I'm not going to stop fancying you if you also fancy me back we can revisit this in a month or in six months, depending on like where we're at. Or you can say, actually, I just need to say that it's never going to happen as a way to like make myself feel more comfortable. But like telling her how you're feeling, like it feels like it's this big risk. And like, maybe that's going to be like the end of the friendship or this problem or that, but it can also just be like an ongoing conversation you have with someone about something that you share, which is like your mutual interest and like your history and your past.
1: I think the only, um, because obviously we just uh we love love and like not the <laughs> the whole like um conflict is not abuse kind of vibe and all of that sort of stuff where we 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 love like people being on the same team in order to solve something rather yeah. than um seeing every kind of minor infraction as something like massive and meaningful um but i i just um to be on the same team properly Mm. in something like this it does require quite a lot of trust and that feels Mm. like for her she's not feeling that massively at the moment she doesn't seem to really trust this situation and i and i think that's fair enough as well because you can get burned in those those kind of situations um but the, the the absolute ideal situation is that your friends right now Um, and that's not going to end like anytime soon, and so if you're two friends who can be on the same team, and say like, listen, there's this kind of problem for me in our friendship, which is that like I fancy you. (laughs) Um, still loads because you're a um not a sexy shit bag, a sexy babe bag. I don't know. I don't know what else there is. What even is that a bat? A bag of uh, whatever. Um. So yeah, let's move on. Um, but uh yeah that like that's a problem that you can then maybe talk about, but we've all known those people who even though they're they're good and they're nice in certain situations in other situations like that, their ego gets in the way or something like that, mm. and it turns into a problem. I had that with someone um years and years ago when i i said like oh I just you know we had a thing before, and I was like oh, i've I've sort of I just think that like, this is a bit of a shame that this ended and maybe we could like have another go. Yeah. And then, um, and she said like, Oh yeah, I, I thought you felt like that. And I instantly, I was like, but what was quite good is as soon as she said that, I was like, Oh, it's dead. It's dead. Great. Um, Oof. That kind of, and, and I think partly that was well, really just, good.
0: My body just crawled inside <laughs> itself.
1: Well, I thought that was really good because yeah. it, it was a very clear indication to me I just felt straight away like, oh, <laughs> I don't have any interest
0: education.
1: in <laughs> Yeah. I don't have any more um interest in you because even if like um even if you weren't interested in me anymore or, or whatever, yeah. There there's a way of being nicer than that, I think. And yeah. I, I really didn't appreciate that and I was like, oh, I, I don't I didn't really want to be a friend, I don't think. <laughs> um yeah. in that sort of situation. Um, obviously maybe that's a little bit extreme as a response, as is my way sometimes. But I think for, it, there needs to be a a new level to whatever's going on between you two. And so either that will be like, how's that going to end exactly like you said before, that either means going like, full on just no, I I'm rejecting rejecting you preemptively for fear fear of future rejection, which I think isn't a good way to be. No, I don't I think I don't it would know. be better to have a little bit of a you know, crawling up inside your body sort of moment <laughs> out of cringy <laughs> embarrassment. It's better to have that than to be sort of um I don't know, the the sort of bitter Internal (laughs) rotting of like not reaching out to someone when something like that could have happened, and we've heard about those things before when someone's like, "Oh my god, why didn't you say something at the time?"
0: Yeah, but imagine that say a thing at the time. The time, the time. Life is all about timing. (laughs) Relationships are all about timing.
1: And we'll move on to the next question. That's it. Yeah, (laughs) that's the advice.
0: And sometimes the timing works. Sometimes the timing just doesn't work out. You're in different places in your life. Yeah. Or you have different priorities or someone needs to, you know, is on a journey for finding themselves that just makes being in a certain kind of relationship incompatible. Like timing is actually really significant. But I think if this person, I think what you should do, question asker, A lot of your question is about should I tell her 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 her. And I think what you should do is sit down and figure out what it is that you want, not just with her, but in general. Like what relationship do you want to have? What things, what qualities in a partner would be really important to you to have? Kind of figure out what it is that you want and how you want to be and what it is that you're looking for. And then you know like you're you're gonna go into any conversation with her about what might happen knowing what it is that you want and what you would accept you know like if for you maybe you're like I want someone who's emotionally available and ready to be committed in a certain kind of way and so if you go into the conversation with her and say like hey look I still fancy loads I still have feelings for you we haven't really checked in about what happened a couple months ago I'd really like to revisit that our friendship is really important to me and the group of friends we have is really important so like I don't need to push the fact that I fancy you I just kind of want to have this check-in and like see where we're at and how you feel about me and what it is that you want and if she says oh I really fancy you but I'm still involved in this thingy then you know like no this isn't what I want and you can say I really understand that I really care about you but I don't want to like get into a situation if you're not here or if she says yeah, I really feel like I've gotten over my ex. I really feel like I want to be with you and I'm, I'm ready for that or I'm interested in pursuing something or seeing if there's something to be pursued. Then you know that it's kind of like, hey, yeah, this matches up with what I want. And so then I can make decisions about what we do from here based on that. But I definitely think you should tell her, but you don't have to do it like write, like a love letter e- expressing all your feelings. You know, I mean, that's cute to do, but I don't think you mm, need to do it like nice. that. You can approach it as like, a conversation about like hey this is where i'm at where are you at what do we want to do about it that's flexible and open and like where you kind of can feel confident in yourself and not have to feel ashamed because it's okay for you to say how you feel it's definitely not weird it's not weird for you to tell her how you feel nope. and if she is someone that respects you and it sounds like she is like she does care about you she does like appreciate you then she's going to do that like with kindness like i was in a situation That was the other side of what you said, Sam, with someone (laughs) many years ago who we'd been together and then we'd broken up and then we had dinner together. And she, I was like, this is definitely over and like has been over for a while. And like we don't know each other anymore and we're just kind of having a catch up. And she was like, at some point in the dinner, said, Look, I still have feelings for you and I, I would like to get back together. And I was pretty young at the time and like not very mature. And my inside brain just screamed like, like, get out of here, like, leave, but I was, like, no, like, I need to show this person respect, and so I said, like, look, that's just not how I feel, and that's not where I'm at, and that's not what I want, and she was, like, okay, and I was, like, okay, and that was, like, the end of the conversation, Mm. and I mean, she might have a different recollection of it and think that I wasn't, like, as kind or as nice as I remember myself being, but I know it was, like, really awkward, and it was, like, really probably brave and difficult for her to, like, say that, but for me, it was, like, you know, it's hard and it's uncomfortable, but I respect this person and I have to say like, that's not how I feel and that's not what mm-hmm. I want. And I think it is possible for that to happen. And I think this person, I would like to believe this person that she's interested in would be able to, if you say, look, I still fancy you, how, where are you at? And for her to be like, no, I just really see us as friends now. And maybe that's going to be a bit painful if she did say that. And that would be in my mind, the first rejection, like that would be the only time she's actually rejected you. Cause the other time she was just a mess, mm. but like, You can probably handle that because you seem like a really thoughtful, reflective, caring person who like wants to grow this friendship. And like, you know, maybe if there was a clear boundary of like that, yes, no, then that would help you to be able to move on. Because right now you don't have a clear boundary, really. You just have a, like both of you saying yes and then trying to say no. And if you actually had a clear no, that might actually help move on and be able Mm. to get to the friendship.
1: Definitely. That's, that sounds great. And yeah, definitely don't worry about imposing on her. Yeah, no. It's not an imposition on her. No, 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 no. At all to, to say how you feel exactly like you said before. Um, I love how basically our different forms of advice are you going, just work out what you want and me going, go for it. Go for <laughs> your, your, whatever you're feeling. Go for it now.
0: <laughs> I mean, definitely express your feelings. I hope if you take anything away from what we're saying is that, yeah, like go for it. But you don't have to go for it in a way that feels like you're jumping off a cliff. You can go for it in a way that feels like you've met for a picnic on top of the cliff and you're going to hold hands <laughs> and talk about your feelings.
1: And then jump off together.
0: Maybe have a little patch at the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very happy with that. That sounds lovely.
0: Yeah. Please keep us updated. Let us know how yeah, it goes. Let do. us know how the conversation yeah. goes. We're rooting for you.
1: Mm, big time.
0: Um, okay, there's one last question that actually, this question came in in November, um, which I only mentioned because there's some time specific stuff in it, um, in the question that will make it clear it came in and we missed it. And But I kind of wanted to come back to it because it's a tough question and I wanted to make sure this person like, I don't know, felt like we'd we'd attended to them. Um, So the question is, any advice for a generalized sense of impending doom pinned at anything my fleeting, long, dead attention span happens to fall on in these pandemic times? The maddening sense that everyone is pretending things are okay so much I've numbed my own internal screams of panic. My focused dead eyes stare plodding through time and space in the hopes that this will one day pass. Sure, my camera is on, you can see my face, but I'm not looking at the Zoom call christmas time hurtling closer and closer as this collective delusional performative farce feels like it's about to go into hyperdrive and i've gotten a christmas present sorted yet but why are we even still doing this
1: Ooh, um yeah maybe maybe this is the sort of um uh me borrowing from the yellow school of thought mm. um, <laughs> but they're like kind of kind of thinking like what do you want out of this because yes it's fucking horrific mm. like, like right now and um if you need some validation then like here it is like yeah. yes it's fucking shit and horrific um and then kind of after that I might be moving on too quickly from that <laughs> from that but um finding out like uh what gives you joy what keeps you going yeah um and how can you feel good and useful for whatever that means to you all of that sort of stuff um I think is really really Im- important um what uh I, I had obviously we've all had these sorts of conversations with everyone yeah. um over the past however long but um one of our friends in particular was having a very difficult time with someone who's just like super kind of li- neoliberal type where mm they had kind of uh, just disagreements about um, the structural stuff and, and whether this was doom and all, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, and that then becomes really difficult because it, it then means that you can't within this horrible, horrible situation, you, you then can't try to relate to it in slightly different ways that doesn't deny the reality, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe said that in a kind of complicated way, but um uh but f- definitely like for me personally um there's been loads of stuff is obviously like it's just horrific like the whole all uh, lots of work that I uh have enjoyed has completely stopped mm. I love seeing people more than anything in the world <laughs> yeah, and it's been <laughs> and it's been that's been horrific and um but there has been a load of stuff that I've done that I wouldn't have done otherwise. And like, um, partly being taken out of work, even though it's really difficult, um, you know, on, for to make sure that you can survive still, of course, yeah. but not feeling like you're in relentless competition with other people in like the the workplace and stuff like that is, is I found really good. And then, Uh, making my home a nicer place Mm. um, becoming like obsessed with uh, plants and Mm. uh, paper chains Mm. um, like doing loads of workouts with my housemate um, or and in a fun way um, and trying to give some sort of structure to our days and all of that sort of stuff those have just given me like quite a lot of joy actually Um, and but all of that It is only possible I think once you acknowledge that like this is fucking shit and so then how can we then mitigate this shit shit situation um and uh there's no denying that that's really fucking hard
0: yeah I mean I think the main thing I would say to this person is that like I hope you're okay like yeah it sounds like you're feeling pretty bad and I know this was a couple months ago um so Maybe you feel differently now, but if you still feel like this, or if there's somebody else who's listening, who feels like this, like that's really hard. I'm really sorry. You feel this bad. And it's totally reasonable to feel like this in response to the circumstances of our lives at the moment. But it's also okay to try and find ways to feel a bit better and more able to cope with what's happening. Um, and I think like this thing of like how you feel the other day I got a little bit stressed about something and I said to my friend, like, oh, I'm stressed about this. And then I kind of got in a bit of a like, why am I so upset about this? Like, why am I being so crazy? Like, oh, I'm like, la, 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 And she was like, okay, sent me a voice note being like, here's stuff that's happened over the last year, both to you personally and also in general as part of the world we're in. She's like, if you didn't have these anxieties or these moments or these stresses or this like reaction it would almost be weirder than if you (laughs) did. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's going along like sunny and like la, 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 then that would be kind of weird because how are you not responding to what's happened to you or how are you not responding to what's around you or how would you be a person who isn't affected by your experiences and then has that affect how you participate in your day-to-day life? So like, I'm not sure that I necessarily have advice for a generalized impending sense of impending doom but I do have like this thing of like why are we even still doing this it's because like things change stuff changes like how how you feel one day can shift the next day or the next week or the next month our circumstances will change and we will find like strength and solidarity with each other I think Think about the things or try and remember the things that give you that sense of like hope or connection, you know, or that can change that sense of impending, like, uh, even if it's really small stuff. And I know that this is the most annoying advice ever, but even if it's small stuff, like every day at 4pm, go for a half an hour walk, ground yourself in routine, find things that get you to move, like make sure that you have time with other people, like, and feel connected to others, I think, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because me and Sam love to socialize, but I hmm. find personally that if I make time to feel connection with others, that makes me feel a lot better because it kind of, you feel a bit more alive and connected and part of something. And, you know, it's just kind of good for you, like find some of that stuff. And like, I don't know if this person's, I feel like this person's not necessarily asking something that you kind of just want to be witnessed in the fact that you're suffering and mm. it feels really bad and so like, yeah, like Sam said, I want to like validate that and recognize that, but also be like, it can feel different and it will feel different. And there are even moments where unexpected joys will appear that will make you be like, wow, I'm so glad like I stuck around or like waited it out until I got to this. Mm.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's so right about the routine thing i definitely went through a little phase of like um experimenting with how i like to socialize Mm -hmm. (laughs) with people during this so um one of my favorite ones uh was with you actually when i went out for for a walk while we had a phone call yeah and like that was so so nice because uh obviously everyone's kind of sick of zoom yeah
0: um
1: and i think part of that although we had a really nice zoom the other day with a a bunch of people yeah that was Um, really nice that was really lovely but there's always the tricky thing of the the come down after it where like if you've had a really nice time socializing with people and then being you're like okay I'm just alone again yeah miserable in my room so instantly and that is really hard like it's really um yeah god it's horrible it's absolutely horrible but that was where having that chat with you on the phone Mm. that i still after we finished our chat i still had more walking to do around victoria Mm. park Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i I was like oh this is actually this is really nice like really really nice and there was more nice stuff after it and so it made me realize okay maybe i should if i'm gonna have a catch up with someone i should do it when i'm on a walk rather than on a zoom at home or or something Um, Cause then
0: it's also nice. Like if you both go for a walk, like I've done that and we're not chatting, but we're both walking and sending each other pictures of things along our walk. So we're kind of <laughs> finding stuff together and being like, look at this rock or like, look at this park bench or like, look at this duck and you kind of look at this
1: sheep in your case, you
0: know? And I think it's that thing of that feeling. Yeah, it is the sheep that feeling <laughs> of being witnessed and witnessing someone else that can, I find often really help just like lift you out a little bit of that deep gloom feeling because mm you kind of yeah. can feel care and also care about others i don't
1: know it's, it's hard isn't it because it's not like nothing that we're gonna say now is like uh new information or anything yeah. like i don't know it can seem a bit like shitty and patronizing or something like that because like no one knows right now yeah. we're all just i literally i thought it was mind-blowing to have a like uh, a chat um, on the phone with Elio and walk in the park. Like, <laughs> 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 like no one knows how to nail this right now. Everyone is yeah. failing, yeah. but there's, um, like my, my friend in, um, in recovery always says to me, like this too shall pass. Yeah. Um, and yeah, exactly. Like you're saying you, you can find these moments of like either unexpected joy, or you can sort of like force them through a little bit every so often, but solidarity ultimately
0: fake it till you make it fake it
1: till you make it yeah but like definitely the routine thing i yeah. think is like um you can f- uh i had a good podcast the other day actually it was not um there was all about like dating dating apps and stuff there was there was a bit on that about uh like it don't don't wait until you feel in the mood to do a workout do a workout like go and do your or if, if not a workout whatever it is you're going to do like allocate some time as my therapist always says to like yeah. whatever it is you want to do yeah. so that rather than going oh I don't really feel very creative like or, or whatever if you want to do some writing or if you're gonna I don't know do whatever that like allocate two hours to to do this thing and if nothing comes of it oh well it's not the end of the world um yeah. but like allocating every single day um me, me and my housemate recently we tried to at eight fifteen every morning um We'd like do a little a little workout or whatever whatever we can manage, I love that. and it's oh man, it's given such an amazing structure. Like I feel I feel so much better than I did before of just being like I'll do it when I feel like it, and then maximum doing yeah. it at like four p.m. in the afternoon and yeah. feeling a bit sluggish and whatever. It it really yeah, just getting on with stuff is like.
0: Yeah. And I find I, I that know. doing it in the routine as well really helps because that impending doom feeling like if I look at the next three days, just stretching out in a wave of like, like trying to stay alive, it feels kind mm. of shit. Whereas if I can kind of just be like, tomorrow at 9am, I will do this. And at 4pm, I'll do this. And like, maybe those things don't necessarily feel exciting or good if you're feeling down. But you know, there's a thing that's coming next. And you just dr- go, like, just go through the motions and find those moments of joy. If it's sunny, just go and stand outside for 20 minutes in the sun, just looking at the birds. Like, just fa- try and find those little moments of like joy, connectedness, and routine, and like, hopefully, some stuff will change. If it doesn't, and it's been like six months and you just cannot get past that like dead feeling, like, I would definitely encourage you to actively seek the help of a professional, whether it be going to try medication by talking to a doctor or going to like seek out what you can in terms of therapy. I know that's always hard because it's expensive or if you do it through the NHS it can take years to wait and I know that you've thought about this and I know that you're aware that there's options because most people are and I know it might feel annoying to hear someone say that but I just want to like say like ask for help. Definitely would you like to talk about some best advice?
1: Yeah, I'd love that. Um, yeah, solidarity with that person. It's it's horrible. All the love in the world to you. Yeah, so much. Um, love. and I hope things have like felt better yeah. over the last however long. But um, yeah. Um, could I, hopefully they can like let us know how they're doing as well.
0: Yeah, we'd love to get an update for you on oh, how nice. you're doing and how you're feeling, even if your update. Maybe doesn't feel like a fun one. We would love mm. to know how you're getting on and if things have changed, how they changed and, and how that feels.
1: Definitely. Um some uh some best advice. Um
0: I have some best advice.
1: Yeah, I think I've got I I I have got mm. sorry. It's not necessarily the best advice. <laughs> no, it it's is some the advice.
0: best advice. Come oh, on.
1: Um oh, what's God. what's yours?
0: So I asked my aunt, I said, what's the best advice you've forgotten? And she was like, oh, and she thought about it for a while. And she was like, <laughs> I have always liked to buy other people presents more than I like to get them. Mm. And I really like, you know, if it's Christmas or someone's birthday, going out and getting lots of presents and making a big fuss. But then when it would be my birthday or Christmas, I'd get presents and I'd just be like, mm, you know. And she said years and years and years ago, um, her mother, my grandmother, said to her like after it'd been a birthday or Christmas or something, she took her aside and said, you need to learn to accept gracefully because people give you presents and you don't, and you need to learn to accept gracefully. And I was like, that is fantastic advice.
1: That's lush that. Yeah. In
0: like so many parts of a life, right? Like this, like learning to accept gracefully in every possible situation when you feel a sense of rejection when you don't get things that you want when you get stuff that you like but doesn't measure up when you and ah it's just
1: learn to accept gracefully yeah
0: and that doesn't mean accept every single you know it doesn't mean accept that like the police exist and you know don't mean (laughs) we should accept that like the government can do whatever Um. but like you know there's a difference I think between like struggle political struggle or like having standards for yourself or having boundaries or having things that you believe and that you want and you'll ask for and being able to accept gracefully Mm. I'm into it
1: oh yeah that's lush and yeah I think very necessary framing with like political struggle (laughs) vibes as well because there's there's sometimes it's like we were chatting last time that there's within some of these things that feel like icky to us, mm. sometimes there's these like nuggets of really, really good advice Yeah. Um, within something that feels a bit like, I, I don't know, like a kind of just do it. <laughs> I mean, ba- basically just do it was um, our <laughs> my advice in the last, in the last two. It's always rep- your advice. Is my, I'm a representative of Nike now. And like, yeah, the, the uh, annoyingly Nike is very good advice sometimes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then other times you're like there are structural reasons why i cannot just do it please mr nike
0: exactly and like i feel like accept gracefully really can work in a political sense of like if you have gone to the meeting and you've argued for what you think should be the action taken by the group or do whatever and other people are just like no we're not going to do that we don't agree with that or we don't support that or we don't you know learn to accept that like you you might not win that fight and maybe over time mm. you'll be like actually i keep not winning these fights is this collective isn't for me or this work isn't for me or this isn't what I want to do or, you know, there's all these things. But, like, learn how to be able to accept, accept. I think learn how to be able to accept. I don't know why the first thing I think what? of is, like, learn how to accept being told no gracefully, but also learn how to accept being given love and care and compassion gracefully. Yeah. Learn how to say, like, like, I was talking to someone the other day and I gave, like, a series of compliments and was <laughs> argued with on every single one you know a somewhat pedantic approach to take to compliment giving but it was kind of like how about you just stop you know yeah
1: shut up shut up shut up and just shut up and say thanks very much the
0: compliment and like you yeah. don't have to prove me wrong you don't you know whatever and I think there's oh. like learn how to accept people loving you gracefully learn how to accept people giving you care gracefully mm. Is like I think you know something that can really help Help a life,
1: yeah, but yeah, it's just made me think what you were saying before about um, what's that phrase that's like, uh, I think it might be a recovery phrase as well, I can't remember, but it's like, um, accept the no, like change, change the things I can change, and accept the things
0: I can change, but no, no, but it is,
1: it is no no it, it's yeah like it is change like yeah, yeah, yeah. something along those lines like change the things that i can change accept the things that i cannot and yeah. learn to tell the difference between yeah, the two yeah, yeah. and like that, that is that is fucking massive because then you can be yeah you can be a bit more graceful about it or you can struggle harder when you're like i know that this yeah. can change <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um but
0: and i think yeah. this kind of comes back to our last question asker of like when you feel that doom feeling like try and accept the things that aren't doom as well and mm. like do it with grace, you know, except the sunshine, mm. Accept the nice message from the friend, except the like laugh that you got out of that TV show, you know, except that people love and care about you and like want you to be well, maybe not every single person, but a couple people at least.
1: That is so true. Cause sometimes you can get into like a prism of seeing the world through this particular lens mm. where, everything is shit and like even the friend sending a nice text is like yeah. it either wasn't enough yeah. or 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 something like that and actually being able to be softened
0: yeah
1: um by things that are nice <laughs> like, yeah. yeah 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 it is good i know i i'm terrible at that when i'm like in a mood about something or feel wronged or 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 something like that that then yeah. until that wrong is righted there is nothing that will like make me okay, and I, I have got to change that. It's not good.
0: <laughs> I think it's the uh, typical cancerian martyr complex maybe popping up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god! Um, yeah, that's, that sounds like that describes quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: What's your best advice?
1: So, my best advice is. Um, that okay um just just as a little caveat it's <laughs> it's from like a theater type rehearsal room mm-hmm. um so it's very specific to that but i feel like it's scalable up to the rest of your life mm-hmm. um and it is that um sometimes you've got a workshop something to know whether you care about it or not so this is like very particular to um it was a director i was working with who uh, i i i was playing a pirate and i had had this long like stick that was making the sound of like a um a, a wooden leg mm-hmm. and um uh, and he was like okay just turn it around like the the other way just to see if the the thinner end of the stick makes a better sound than the other one mm-hmm. and um i was like oh, okay yeah 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 okay and then i was like okay sh- should we try like two different ways and i like started to do the first one and then i was like okay sh- so then should we try the other one and he he was like oh no no sorry i've realized i don't care <laughs> <laughs> and and i i actually i really I, I am such a fan of that school of thought because you sometimes you just need to give something a go to see whether it matters to you or not mm-hmm. um and other times there's like you can try and plan something out as much as you want um of like okay well what will be the bet will it be this thing or will it be that thing or like what and and then you get to it and you're like, oh my God, I don't care about any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. And I feel like that definitely goes for like love that like you need to mm. stop worrying about whether to go on the, on the date with someone or not, like go on the date and then find, yeah. <laughs> find out if there's a vibe or something. Um, uh, And I with the rest kind of, of life,
0: like you kind of have to go in a bit, like thinking about the person I was talking about before, where I was like, oh, it's the wrong timing. There is absolutely no way, on this God's green earth that I'm going to get back involved in that situation. And I'm amused by myself and like how much I enjoyed it at the time. And I was aware at the time, but I'm also like, you know, you, you took it a little bit more seriously than maybe was like appropriate for the moment and stuff. And there's just no way. And I have so much affection for the other people involved in that. And I have affection for myself, but like, what, what was I up to? What was I doing? What was going on kind of thing? And I think it's that same thing of like, but like at the time, if I had been like, man, what, what am I doing? Oh, I don't want to do lot. Like, that's not really how I want to be in life. I want to be someone who goes, oh, this cute thing's in front of me. I'm going to mm. go for it. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see what it feels like. And I'm going to be honest in myself and what I want and who I am. And then I'm going to mm. be like, oh, it didn't work. And then you move it along. But
1: yeah. And that's a successful workshop. Like exactly. the point of the point of workshops is to like Find work out what works yeah. and what doesn't. Exactly. And it actually, um.
0: and about uh, yourself as well. Like to be like, totally. I can think of totally. situations I've been in with people where I'm like, I've learned something about how to be in that situation, maybe a way to speak up for myself or a way to ask for things or a way to like express something I need that is, I'm learning through that situation, but that situation isn't necessarily the thing that I'm invested in for the rest of my life. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. Totally. And like
0: you, you see, you get to practice a thing, a skill, because maybe there's a dynamic that you have with a person that you haven't had before. And it gives you the openness to be able to practice being able to be a certain way. That is a way that you want to be, but you felt unable to be before. This maybe is a little bit abstract. (laughs)
1: I feel so, um, uh, me, me and my partner were chatting about like a pet peeve that we've got about, um, again, it's about rehearsal rooms, but (laughs) about, about certain rehearsal rooms where there is no commitment to any choice of like, what are we doing? What the hell are we actually doing here? And people are like, Oh no, we don't want to make any decisions yet because we don't want to block off certain possibilities. And always we're, we're kind of like, if you choose, if you choose one path you see how that works, yeah. you can then close that off yeah. because you can go, okay, that thing doesn't work or yeah. whatever, rather than never, ever picking anything. You haven't actually workshopped anything. You don't know if anything works. Mm. Um, you don't know the sort of direction of the show or the direction of the moment or whatever. Instead, you're just sort of like fumbling about being non-committal yeah. and like not really workshopping anything. I feel like the same works with um, with Love <laughs> yeah. and loads of other stuff where... Um, kind of in in chats that that we've had on mistaken forms of polyamory before where people are Mm -hmm. people are not committing to a thing and pretending that it's a coherent like ideology it's like you're not really doing this you're just being like single and a bit of a dick to people um (laughs) but then sort of pretending that it's this thing as opposed to going no no this requires a lot of care and effort and that requires a very conscious choice um And yeah, yeah. So, go on. on.
0: (laughs) A friend of mine was telling me about how they had gotten involved with someone who was a bit. I won't even go into what that person was like, (laughs) but that they used to like they had really intense sexting sessions. But that the sexting was like they weren't talking to each other; they were talking past each other, because anything this person would say, like they would say to this other person it wasn't like necessarily responded to. It was like they both just logged on to express their sexual desires <laughs> to each other without necessarily being responsive to each other. Mm. And my friend was like, you know, I have always been someone who's quite like, not like that really. And so to be in this situation where it was like, I can say whatever I want because it kind of almost doesn't matter. Like I yeah. could say the freakiest weirdest shit and this person's just going to be like, and I want to do this. Then it might be yeah, yeah, relate. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, going yeah. through that experience was like I feel like I got really confident in my like sex thing, <laughs> and then also more confident in my own ability to express what I want because I was in a situation where the stakes were like made that safe. <laughs> you would think yeah. they're like you know you would think being in like a loving relationship where someone's really interested in what you say might make that, but actually that was often harder for me because of mm. reasons. but it was being in this sex thing past each other that actually like gave a confidence in being like, yeah, I am. I'm practicing learning how to say what I want in a way that I've not always felt confident doing. And then mm. when that situation inevitably ended, <laughs> like
1: <laughs>
0: my friend is like, now I have this skill that I can take into other situations.
1: It was a great training ground. Listen, yeah. that's a successful workshop. <laughs> <laughs> um good uh, in, in future i will just be using stuff because i'm uh i feel the sense of doom and gloom and i just want to be in like rehearsal rooms so bad <laughs> i'm going to be relating everything to uh theatrical rehearsal rooms now
0: <laughs> good 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 it's good to know you know your the context <laughs> where of i'm the, at you west thrive yeah <laughs> uh, um that's the end of the episode oh i thought that was really good yeah how do you how do you feel about the advice that we gave
1: um i thought it was really good i thought yours was very um thoughtful and wise and mine was very impulsive
0: i thought yours was quite caring and kind
1: god you're lovely you are aren't you you are come on (laughs) ah good how did you feel
0: I felt good. I really appreciated the questions we got. I appreciated the level of yeah they were great. I appreciated the updates I appreciated the variety of topics that we were mm. able to cover um, and I really appreciate people sharing their circumstances that are vulnerable and difficult and probably sometimes scary and intimidating and overwhelming. I appreciate people sharing that with us and letting us and letting us talk about it
1: I well, I hope they don't. Because that was my advice. But imagine if that person goes on uh, Married at First Sight. <laughs>
0: oh if that person, if you were going to go on Married at First Sight, please tell us. Even yeah. if we don't look like, like okay, you don't even have to tell Sam. Just tell me because yeah. I want to know what happens behind the scenes. Like I want to know. What Elio it's will it's run like. your
1: social know. media for you.
0: I I, I probably would.
1: Do you know what? Like if you don't have like a sort of support network that can deal with that, don't worry. You've got that support network in Ellie O'Beal. So do <laughs> so want know
0: like what date do you arrive? Like how do the producers communicate with you? Like all the boring practical details. Yeah. That stuff is my like. Mm, this is classic mm. you. It is classic me.
1: You should go on Married at First Sight. I definitely
0: should not go on Married at First Sight.
1: <laughs> no, you should be a producer on it. Yeah, I think I'd be better
0: <laughs> as a producer. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think Married at First Sight is for me.
1: Can we do a communist version of Married at First Sight and like you can run it? I know if you people can run are
0: really into it, like, are, like excited. Mm. I feel like we should do it. Maybe there's like an, somewhere we could run something like that. It would be a lot, though. We'd need a lot of emotional support people to make sure it was done safely. But
1: do it the world transformed 2022.
0: If you propose that, I would definitely consider it running that. Okay. It'd be so much okay. fun. I love matchmaking. <laughs> I love to matchmaking. Actually, yeah. what I would like is a question speaking of matchmaking I would love it if someone would send us a question telling us about themselves and who they are someone who's single who's potentially interested in love telling us about who they are and what they're like and what they think they want so that we can talk about it maybe we could make through the podcast or maybe we can just talk about like you know maybe you're not sure about what it is that you want maybe you keep being in situations where you're dating people who aren't right and you're not totally sure about what you're looking for tell us about your situations tell us about who you are tell us about what's going on for you and maybe we can brainstorm a little bit of a like you should look for someone who's kind of like this
1: oh my god that sounds lovely yeah please do that
0: someone send us send us your love lawn searching alright well thanks everybody for listening um, just a little reminder that if you have any questions or advice you can find our twitter account which is at bestadvicepod and there's a link there to submit questions or feedback or to tell us what the best advice you ever got is um, we'd love to hear best advice stories because you know I've got a few aunts that I'm going to go through but eventually I will run out of aunts to give, <laughs> to give me some best advice uh, yeah thanks for listening to this episode this was really fun
1: dreamy loads of love Solidarity. Love you. Love you. Bye.